Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to that mental health stuff. <laughs> stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Complete and utter BS. <laughs> Sorry, it's really hot right now. It I, is super just, hot. I'm just not, I'm not coping well. We'll with... make it. We'll get through this. I'm... It is 100 degrees. I'm not okay. Oh, you'll make it. <laughs> so anyway, before we get started, um, I'll do the disclaimer. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. This is not a therapy session and I am not your therapist. Don't say it, Brooke. <laughs> Thank and... God. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything we ever talk about brings up any issues, triggers anything for you, we do encourage you to seek counseling and we would like to share with you a good resource for counseling. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. That's betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right, since I'm uh, currently sweating from every pore in my body, I'm way out Thanks of my Thanks for com- the information. You're welcome. Brooke. And the, I got this issue going on down. <laughs> Brooke. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> never mind, Mom. You just go. go. Okay. It's your turn. So I'm done. I'm just going to start because idea. Brooke's having a hard time getting control. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was going to read an email that we got that honestly, well, we're off the trauma subject. Are we? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm traumatized constantly <laughs> though. But this is a, a another email. So I'm just going to read it how, how she wrote it. So I can share with you guys exactly with the information that we have. So it starts out, um, hello, pocket therapist. I know you are not my therapist, and this is not a therapy session. (laughs) She's been listening. She she knows what's up. Yeah, she's been listening. But I would love some insight and um, direction if possible. I tend to be attracted to the same type of dysfunctional man and can't seem to break the cycle. I have been married and divorced four times. That would seem to be some dysfunctional That's a cycle, yeah. Yep. I grew up with both parents being alcoholics. They would drink every night and then fight. 
My dad was mean and abusive. The abuse was usually towards my mom. Mm-hmm. It was common to for her to have bruises. They finally divorced when I was a teenager. By that time, I had moved out and was living with a friend and her family. Wow. Yeah. My first husband was actually a really good man. After a few years of marriage, I was bored and wanted more excitement in my life. He had a good job, went to work every day, and, and we had the same routine. We had a couple of kids, but I was not happy, and so we divorced. My second husband was the opposite. He never held down a job and was very controlling. After a couple years of marriage, I divorced him. My third husband was a doctor. He was very prominent in the community. When we started dating, I was warned by several people not to marry him as he had a history of abuse. There's your sign. Yep. I did not listen, and we were married. Shortly after we were married, the abuse started. He was physically abusive and controlling. I stuck it out for a couple of years, and then we divorced. My fourth husband was a cowboy and a really big talker. He was funny, and people seemed to like him. At first, things were really good, except that he had a problem with me being with any of my old friends. Over time, I lost contact with them. He wanted everything to be just about us. It seemed romantic in the beginning, but after several years of control, after several years, the control was horrible. I was questioned about everywhere I went and then accused of being with other men, even if I went to the mall to shop. This led to some big fights and then physical abuse. By this time in my life, I was not doing that again, and I divorced him. I am single and afraid to even get in a relationship again. I seem to only be attracted to controlling, abusive men. I should have stayed with my first husband. (laughs) He was safe and would never even think of controlling me or abusing me. But I'm not attracted to those type of men. I attended a codependent no more group years ago, and it was insightful, but it really didn't address my problem. Any ideas on how to break the cycle? Thanks. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. A little bit. Well, I'm glad she's not in another relationship (laughs) because it would probably be the fifth husband. (laughs) It is valid to be concerned about getting in another one. (laughs) Oh, my hell. Yeah. So when I read that email, I just had to do a podcast on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Because what pops up for me and I honestly this is one of those emails where I would love to have more information (laughs) just like really more detail yeah you know it was a lengthy email but there's a lot there with four marriages Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah but anyway what pops up for me with this one is um a pattern of behavior that kind of comes from what we call a comfort zone Mm. okay so um, this is probably, I'm just guessing, but her being raised in an alcoholic, toxic home, mm-hmm. she tends to find people that feel familiar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me kind of define what a comfort zone is. Okay. So one definition 
in researching this, I found, is it's a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and then they are at ease and perceive that they are in control of their environment. Okay. Okay. So it's familiar again. Mm -hmm. So another definition by uh, Judith Bardwick, who actually coined the term um, comfort zone in the 90s, it's a defense, let's see, it's where a person operates in an anxiety-neutral position, using a limited set of behaviors to deliver a steady level of performance, usually without a sense of risk where uncertainty, scarcity, and vulnerability are minimized, where we believe we'll have enough access to enough love, food, talent, time, admiration, where we can feel we have some control. Okay. Okay. So, any idea what all that means, B? Oh, God, no. Okay, well, we better explain it. All I actually heard was comfort zone. Okay, comfort zone. <laughs> That's it. So there's all kinds of comfort zones. We'll, we'll talk about a few of them later, but let's, because of this one, talk about comfort zone in relationships. Okay. Okay, because I think that one is really important. Yeah. Okay. quite yeah. what she is uh, needing to hear right now. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, when... When we are very little and we are growing up, everything around us makes up our comfort zone. Okay. Okay. Where, where we're raised, how we're raised, the unspoken rules in our home, even geographically where we live, whether okay. we live out in the West, whether we live in the East, you know, everything around us becomes our comfort zone. It's, and it may not be comfortable, but it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it feels safe. So okay. we can grow up in a comfort zone of abuse. Mm-hmm. We can be um, in a comfort zone of addiction, alcoholism. We can grow up in a controlling comfort zone. We can grow up in a comfort zone where our parents are constantly yelling, kind of like this person Mm -hmm. on the email again with the alcoholism Mm -hmm. okay so we have to realize that's all we've ever known yeah we did not grow up at the neighbor's house yeah we grew up in our home so although it may not be comfortable it's a comfort zone in that it feels familiar okay okay so then as we go get older and we go out into the world we tend to meet and marry sometimes like she did Mm-hmm. Okay. People who feel familiar. Okay. Okay. I think that happens for a lot, lot of people. Of people. I yeah. see it often. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's interesting because the first husband didn't feel familiar. Yeah. So therefore it wasn't fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't exciting. Yeah. Too safe. Right. Really. It was, it was a whole different, like it was too probably consistent Mm -hmm. and she was used to probably the ups yes (laughs) the ups and downs of the emotional roller coaster of Mm -hmm. being raised like that and she meets someone who's even it sheds a lot of light on the term of oh you married your father it does you know yeah take the Mm -hmm. the what yeah that but you marry who you're comfortable right so a male model that you grew up with, right. you're going to probably marry someone very similar. Uh-huh. Like well, my it, current husband mm-hmm. is 
identical to my father. Oh, I know. They get along way too well. They do. It's yeah. kind of disturbing. Yeah, it is. We have to keep them apart. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's very true. <laughs> so, yeah. So these these comfort zones, you know, they're they're huge. And again, they impact our lives until we can figure them out. And I'm thinking that's the question she's asking is like, how do I break the cycle? She understands she's in a cycle, but she probably doesn't understand why. Yeah. You know, how come I keep finding these men that are the, I call it the same man, different name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the problem with these comfort zones is that they are, even though if we might recognize them, it's really hard because anytime we step out of our comfort zone is, um, what we call change. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so if we step outside our comfort zone, it doesn't feel good. Well, humans don't like change. No, we do not (laughs) like change and it's scary and it feels uncomfortable. And so we kind of run right back into our comfort zone because that feels safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the problem with a comfort zone is that we, any of us can do a temporary change pretty easy. Take, um, a diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can all start a diet, but how many diets fail? Uh, like 95% of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because pretty soon we're going to find, you know, they have a potluck at work or there's that chocolate cake or something. Mm -hmm. And we kind of go right back into a comfort zone of eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just relationships. Relationships Mm -hmm. are a tough one. Um, because there's, there's layers to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're dealing with another person Mm -hmm. too. So you're not just controlling a a comfort zone or a habit or anything that is your own personal. Mm -hmm. You have another person's dynamic that you're right. Including with us too. So I imagine, yeah, that's probably a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting in that email, what I kind of liked that one where she said she was actually warned. Yeah. Okay. And so she's had a pattern of abuse in the past. Mm-hmm. and grew up in an abusive home, but yet that didn't deter her from trying. Yeah. Because it still felt familiar. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so besides relationships, um, comfort zones, there's they can be everywhere. And mm-hmm. they, unlike our negative core beliefs, comfort zones can actually start at, any time in our life. Yeah. Okay. We can acquire comfort zones as we get older. Like, um, some of the things that I was thinking about with comfort zones as adults Mm -hmm. is someone who is, um, stuck in a job that they hate. Yeah. But they don't make any changes. They don't know anything Mm -hmm. different. So that's just what they do. Right. And it's comfortable. It's familiar. They may bitch about it all the time, but they're, they're basically in a comfort zone and not willing to make a change. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or again, we have exercise, you know, exercise and eating Mm -hmm. people who, how many times you say, I need to start exercising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then how many people too go once or twice and it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and then they stop going. Right. And that's all because of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. that you know, they don't want to break out of that, mm-hmm. you know, pushing through the discomfort to create a new habit right? or comfort zone or whatever. Right. Yeah. 
So when, when we look at, you know, changing or like what comfort zones look like. Okay. Okay. So if we're going to look at them in kind of like, oh, layers, maybe a good way of saying it, or like a core and then trying to move away from that. Okay. So the core would be what we call our comfort zone. And that's that where we feel safe, we feel in control. We may not be, but it feels familiar. Okay. Okay. When we start to move out of that, we get to what is called a fear zone. Okay. Okay. And this, this is where we're really affected by others' opinions. We find excuses not to, the excuses not to continue. Yeah. Like the gym reference Uh there. Yes. And we lack the self-confidence to really, um, change. Okay. Okay. But if we can work through this fear zone, then we get into a zone that we call the learning zone. Okay. Okay. And this learning zone is where we, where we are able to deal with the challenges and the problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. We start to acquire new skills and we kind of extend that comfort zone. Like we're just kind of like easing into it here. Okay. Okay. And then at the end is what we call our growth zone. Okay. And that's where we start to find purpose and where we start to live our dreams and we set new goals and we realize all of our aspirations. I mean, it's like, Oh, we're, we're kind of there, you Mm -hmm. know? And these steps aren't easy. No, Mm -mm. especially moving from the fear zone to the learning zone, I think. Uh huh. And then sticking to the learning zone for it to become the growth zone. Right. Yep. You know, because it's always so much easier just to revert back to that. Oh yeah. Initial comfort zone. Yeah. There's there's a it, it takes a lot of courage really to go from that comfort zone to that fear zone to the learning zone. Yeah. It's not it's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, comfort zones are we're pretty ingrained in them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So when you look at a comfort zone, what what pops up for you as benefits maybe of trying to leave one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why would we want to do that? We're perfectly fine in this comfort zone. Well, I think, you know, just being able to grow, Mm -hmm. you know, grow your mind, grow your actions, just developing growth. Yeah. Not being stuck, not feeling, not being stuck and therefore not feeling stuck. I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be very liberating. I do too. Yeah. I think breaking away from any thing that we know we need to make changes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. getting out of a, a fixed mindset mm-hmm. to be able to branch out. I mm-hmm. think it's just huge. Right. Yeah. Because that fixed mindset, you know, we were going to have to realize that there's going to be setbacks. Yeah. Okay. There's, it's, you know, a few steps forward, a couple back, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have some failures and the failure does not mean we're not on the right track. The failure means that we can either look at it as a failure or an opportunity to grow. Yes. You know, and look at what we need to do to make changes, how we're going to get that resilience. You know, we've got to have resiliency. And too, it's important to remember that even though as humans, we don't like change, Mm -hmm. but we are very adaptable to change. Right. We, we, we can do have, it. Yeah. And we have the power to change <laughs> yeah. 
almost every single thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. And you can do you it. You can. Yeah. You just have to realize it's just not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really need to take the the baby steps, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I think that first stepping outside, that first initial feeling of being uncomfortable in that fear zone mm-hmm. is what gets people like turning around and running back to the comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just even looking at history of women in abusive relationships, mm-hmm. and I can't remember now the statistics, but years ago, the statistic that pops out my mind is women would return to an abusive relationship an average of seven times before they finally left. Oh, wow. Going back to that same, you know, feeling of being secure there. Mm-hmm. I might be abused, but I'm, I'm somewhat safe, I guess, in their own it's mind. It's your comfort zone, your even comfort though you're zone. not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and we also realized that, you know, the amount of anxiety and mm-hmm. stress it puts on us to try to change. So an interesting thing about, about stress is that there's really no difference between anxiety and excitement. Oh, okay. okay. Both, both entail a stress response, but whether they're perceived as positive or negative is a matter of labeling. Okay. Okay. So we always think of, um, stress as bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we can have positive stress. Yeah. But we don't think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that nervous excitement, Uh that is a stress response. Uh It's like, yeah. And I think feeling that when we're starting to make change is huge. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I did it. Yeah. You know, even though we might have some anxiety or, you know, what we call negative stress, it could be positive stress. Yeah. And just making changes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think you gain a lot of resilience too. Yeah. Once you started to move out of a comfort uh-huh. zone, you realize that. momentum. Yeah. You get uh-huh. momentum and you kind of get the like, okay, yeah. You I know, can do this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing yeah. hella good. Check this yeah. out. Like, yeah. Look at me go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think pumping yourself up mm-hmm. one it kind of comes back to creating positive core beliefs too right exactly Gotta and change those around yeah it changes those around it gives almost starts you into a path of a new comfort zone because mm-hmm. you want to keep feeling that way right and i think that's really important too is you know don't be afraid to pump yourself up when you see mm-hmm. a change right be your own cheering coach yeah yeah yep. it's like look at me go yeah you know and it just again starting out baby steps i mm. mean man it's, we can't make huge changes overnight. Yeah. Okay. But I think when we recognize what it is that's getting in the way, okay, mm-hmm. because we also have to really realize not all comfort zones are bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can have some very healthy, positive comfort zones that don't need change. So what we're looking at is the comfort zones in our life that need to be changed, like the email we received. Right. Okay. She is attracted. There's a comfort zone to toxic, dysfunctional men. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got to work on that. Yeah. You know, and for her, I would really recommend, of course, I'm the therapist. Hmm. Yeah. But I would recommend getting into counseling and recognizing her belief system about relationships and about you know, what feels familiar and understanding her comfort zone and trying to slowly 
work her way out of it. Yeah. You know, but that's going to take some help and some support. Yeah. And honestly, maybe some EMDR. Mm -hmm. A few episodes back, if you guys haven't listened to it, we have a great episode on that modality of therapy. And dealing with her childhood traumas. Yeah. And And that might be a really good way for her to also start disconnecting Mm -hmm. from that. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think, um, you know, anytime we try to move out of a comfort zone, you know, we have to realize we have opportunities every day to do that, Mm -hmm. but we just have to start little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to prioritize it too. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to make change happen. Mm -hmm. And I know like for me, and you've, you've mentioned this too, is document journal therapy. You right. Know, therapy. <laughs> you mentioned that's not what I was trying to say, but journaling and documentation. And so mm-hmm. it's like, then you can go back and if it's changes such as like they were saying, like going to the gym or changing something with your body or changing little things, mm-hmm. look back and be like, Oh my gosh, last month I went mm-hmm. 20 times and did this. Yeah. Or if she's maybe branching out to new relationships or maybe documenting her feelings of the people that she's starting mm-hmm. to meet with. Right. And then she can go back and be like, no, oh, those were red. Nope. These are red flags. There's my red flags. These the ones are... she didn't look at with yeah. the doctor. Yeah. yeah. And maybe had she diaried, journaled, yeah. diaried, diaried, <laughs> diet, diaried, <laughs> journaled. Yeah. These interactions, it might've maybe helped her be able to go back and be like, okay, this is obviously an issue. Right. Well, one of the things with journaling is that it kind of, keeps us honest yeah mm-hmm. you know we we write about what's going on and it's an honest account of when like you said looking back on it mm-hmm. you know there's a it's almost like confiding in a person yeah you know there's that little bit of honesty there but it keeps us kind of on track because mm-hmm. it's like we're there's a little bit of accountability yeah with that Cause it's written down. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be truthful because if you mm-hmm. hide it well enough, no one's going to read yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Don't get in someone's journal. But so, yeah, I think bringing this up is really a great topic because I think people don't realize how stuck they are mm-hmm. and it can be in all areas of their life. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just have to be these relationships. Like I said, it can be really stuck in daily routines that we want to change, but we're it's uncomfortable yeah i'm honestly you know because i like to talk about myself here <laughs> it's all about <laughs> it's you me. so back to me here no um i honestly am struggling with this right now where um i have mentioned before my entire life and identity really flip-flopped and completely got turned upside down for me when i no longer could ride horses and my back got bad right and i am still in this revamping my comfort zone of mm-hmm. what does my new life entail and my body be the issues I have it responds really well to long cardio sessions of like walking or elliptical but I have never been a person that likes to work out right but now my body requires it and I find myself going back and forth in this Like I won't work out for a few days and my body's paying for it and I am in so much pain. And then I'm starting to spiral into this. Oh my God. I always feel like shit. My body always hurts. Uh I can't hardly move. And it's like, well, if I would just stick to a damn 
workout regimen, right. I would feel Make 10 that times change. better. Uh-huh. And then I do it and I'm like, oh yeah, it feels great. Change and then is I, hard. It is so hard. Change is really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these little things I've been noticing that help like keeping myself accountable of like, okay, I've got to make sure I do five days a week of X amount of whatever it is. And probably setting a time aside each day to do it. Yeah. Because if you're like most people, you think I need to work out, but if you don't have a time to do it, it gets lost Mm -hmm. and you don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then documenting it and keeping myself accountable. And then keeping a journal. Yeah. So then I can look back and be like, I did good last week. And then I look back and be like, no, I really didn't. Yeah. Actually at all. I wanted to. I, I thought really hard uh-huh. about it. Yeah. I was going to, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> currently sitting here. I see my back and in pain because no, I really didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's actually a good example. Yeah. You know, because that is a, definitely a comfort zone for you that you're trying to get out of. Yeah. And, and find a new, new behaviors. Yeah, yep, exactly. So anything else come up when we talk about comfort zones that, you know, they're, they're, a lot. I mean, it's a lot. They're deep, yeah. you know, but I think the biggest thing for our emailer, our emailer, <laughs> um, is just try to do things different every day mm-hmm. and along with getting help right on the side and getting therapy, but make a choice to do something different mm-hmm. every day that gets mm-hmm. you out of this boxed in unhealthy relationship cycle you find yourself in. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean jump out and get in a relationship, but probably just, better not right now. No, probably no. better not. <laughs> but make small changes every mm-hmm. day to try to change these core beliefs around too. Right. Yeah. Where someone starts to feel like we start to be able to say that someone who is very consistent and not an emotional roller coaster, not abusive, can be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a belief system that they can't, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe take a look at your friendships too. Mm-hmm. Cause not just not relationships. You might be attracted to toxic people, just even in your friend group too. Yep. That's Could. keeping you spiraling down mm-hmm. and maybe you need to look at a big purge of toxic yeah. people, yeah. even though they might be, you know, people who aren't toxic might be boring. That's maybe what you need. Yeah. <laughs> it might, again, it might be safer. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I, I think we've kind of covered it. Well, we haven't covered it. Take hours, but hours. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the gist of it from the email. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we thank people for sending emails are fun. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to touch base again, this personal email, let us know. If you yeah. have more questions or whatever. We love it. Um, but if you guys want to support the podcast, please like us, rate us, review us promote us to friends, just push us out there. This It's a small community, a small niche who want to, or even think to listen to mental no. health podcasts, but I think everyone can benefit from it. Oh, I definitely think so. Well, oh, of course yeah. you do. You, that's <laughs> the way you make your money. Well, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, share it, promote it, you know, help us get the word out so we can help people. That's what we want to do. Yep. So other than that, we, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>